Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And good Saturday morning. Welcome aboard on our road trip Saturday here to Woodsboro, Texas. Glad to have you with us this morning. It's a uh, we're here for a couple of reasons, and it's one. Uh, it's an edition of our Daddy Daughter Radio. Cherie Dubuque is joining me here from Woodsboro, Texas, and Cherie, it's been a windy couple of days here in Texas. What's going on? Yeah, well, good morning, everyone, and glad to be here from Texas. You know, when you live near Corpus in that south along that Gulf, Gulf Coast, this wind is not uncommon. This year, however, it has been a little extra windy out there, but. We get some wind in this area. Well, we've got a sporting clay shoot we're going to be headed to right after the show. It's uh, for our benefit. Uh, it's going to be a little tough with the wind. Tell us about this event. What's the purpose of it? So the purpose of this event is um, there is a good friend who was killed in an oil field accident, you know, along the Gulf Coast, still lots of petrochemical companies. This was many years ago, and so a group of his very dear friends get together each year and have a benefit clay shoot and all of the proceeds from the people who sign up to shoot along with a a very lucrative raffle that happens, all of that ends up in uh, scholarships for local and area students going off either to traditional universities or community colleges, but in his name to allow um, his legacy to continue on through the education of kids. Well, it should be a lot of fun. It's a great cause and uh, a great purpose to have it. We'll be doing that. and We'll see how the wind holds up on that. And we've got some great cooks. Who are the chefs that are cooking from some Louisiana guys? Huh? <laughs> so last year at the event, um, no surprise, we had fajitas. And so this year we're bringing a little bit of Louisiana to Woodsboro. And so Blake, my husband and longtime very good friend Ray Painter is here and these guys are going to cook up some jambalaya and white beans for these South Texans. Well, this will be the highlight of the Woodsboro year here in Texas, I'm sure. Well, we're also here for another purpose. Uh, we made a trip to uh, take on the beady-eyed bird with a rookie turkey hunter by the name of Janice Lamont. And I got to tell you, it was successful, although she earned her bird. We're going to hear from her a little bit later on about uh, what a newcomer, how they see the sport of turkey hunting, and what she learned about the wild turkey. Of course, we've got Rio's and Eastern wild turkey here in Louisiana. We've got some other things we'll be talking about, too. There's been a change in that public meeting, and if you're invited, if you'd like to find out more about the impacts of the 
River diversions, the sediment diversions that are proposed on the east and west side of the Mississippi River. Uh, Save Louisiana Coastal Coalition is putting on a, a special presentation about the facts that are related to it. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser and some public officials are supposed to be there along with George Ricks. We'll talk about that. Also, the Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association. Uh, they've got an update on that House Bill 1033. It's also known as the POGI Bill. They're asking you to contact your legislator before next Tuesday when the bill goes before the full house. We'll have a lot of details on that. Also, there's going to be a Scenic Rivers Art Festival in Folsom. I'll be the guest speaker there on Sunday, May 1st. I'll give you a few more details about that. And as always, we have our field reporters on standby across the state, giving you the local weather and fishing conditions. If you're headed out this morning, we'll do that. And as always, a bad boy, the outdoor story. And coincidentally, we've got four guys from here in Texas got in trouble with a Louisiana alligator. All of that's coming up in the next two hours. Thanks for you joining us. And also, we appreciate your comments, questions, suggestions. You can use our text line. That number is 504-260-1870. It follows me around wherever we go. It's right here in our Texas studio this morning. So, Say good morning, tell us a local fishing report, ask a question, whatever you got going on. We'd love to hear from our audience. And we'll do all this right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces. Pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, we're wrapping up the turkey season uh, very shortly in uh, most of the states. And one guy who has really uh, taken advantage of this year is Robbie Campo, who regularly reports on the St. Bernard area for fishing. But, man, he has been on the road and completed his turkey slam. Congratulations, Robbie. And for those not understanding a turkey slam, explain what that was and how you did it. Well, Don, um, I started this quest back in March um, uh, do a grand slam uh, turkey hunting. And I started out in Ocala, Florida, where we killed the Osceola. And then uh, we went on. We stayed in uh, eastern Kansas, and we hunted up through Missouri. I killed my eastern in Missouri. Uh, we left there. We went to South Dakota. We hunted the Rosebud, um, Rosebud Indian uh, Reservation in Gregory, South Dakota. I killed my I killed two Miriams up there and we came back to the west side of Wichita, Kansas. Uh actually it's in around uh, it's the east side of Wichita, Kansas. I'm sorry. And I uh finished up with my Rio Grande and uh Eureka uh Eureka, Kansas is where we stayed. So um yeah, it was a it was a, a grueling 
nine days um, of hunting, running and gunning. And everybody knows that's what turkey slang is. Running and gunning means you got to go. So we traveled a lot of miles in a, in, in a quick hurry and got it done. I think we're going to name that the uh, Campo Turkey Tour. A great effort. And i got to tell you, Robbie, to run the Marine and do all you do and still get a slam in in those nine days, that's, that's uh, running and gunning and some real good hunting on your part. Congratulations on it. Well, while you were gone, and uh, I've been gone a whole week, what's the weather like and what's been happening down in the parish fishing-wise? Well, you know, Don, it's been blowing down here every day. Uh, we had coastal flood advisories for the last couple of days. We had water on top of docks down here. Um, um, we had uh, water on top of docks. It's been, you know, it's just been, um, you know, the battle with the wind. Uh, the fish are here. I mean, they got plenty of fish. I mean, they, you know, they, they. Yesterday the guys didn't do so great, but, but you know, early in the week they did really well. So you know, with that said, um, I think today we're supposed to have like. Uh, I think 19 to 32 miles an hour gust out the east again. So I don't look forward for, you know, today to be all that great. But nevertheless, look, if today's your day to go fishing, we got live shrimp. Hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us. And uh, you, you can still get somewhere and tuck out the wind and still catch some fish today. Yeah, well, were you dealing with all that wind, all the different states you traveled? I mean, you know, Kansas is, is pretty much known as a windy state. You can pretty much get a breeze all the time. And where we were in the Texas panhandle last couple of days, we had some tremendous winds up there. But didn't seem to bother the turkeys. I mean, you know, they'd blow their feathers around, but they were just walking and doing their thing, you know? Well, well you know, Don, we hunted up when we went to South Dakota, the wind was blowing about 50 miles an hour. I'm not joking you. I'm not, you know, literally 45 to 50, 55 gusting um, out of the northwest. It was 12 degrees. And turkeys do turkey things, you know, and they just, they're going to, you know, they still do the same thing at the same time of the year. And it didn't affect the birds, you know, all that much. But um, you would think it would, but it doesn't. And, you know, but it was, it was, it was cold up there. Uh, Kansas wasn't that cold, but it was still. It was still really windy. Um, yeah, we had to put up with the wind up there, too. So, uh, you know, and I guess if it was blowing up there, it's, it's coming this way. <laughs> you know, just got to deal with it and we'll just get it over with. I don't know if I remember uh, a spring that's just been so windy like this. And it, one day it's one direction and the next day it's coming out of the east. One day it's northwest. I don't know. I, just, I can't figure it out. But, uh, you know, that's I guess that's springtime. Yep, well, that's the way it goes. Well, Robbie, again, congratulations on your slam, and uh, thanks for the report, and we'll catch up with you again next week. Thank you, Don. I'll talk to you next Saturday morning, buddy. Bye-bye. All righty. Yes, indeed. There he goes. All right, we got another turkey story coming up a little bit later on. Janice Lamont, first-time turkey killer, made this trip up here to the Panhandle of Texas and uh, was successful in bagging one. Cherie, my daughter's here with us, uh, co-hosting the show. Now, you're pretty familiar with Kansas. You're a Kansas property owner. And some of those places Robbie was talking about, you've been through there with Blake, and we've hunted some of those areas. Yeah, that's not far from, um, you know, one of our favorite hunting places with Steve there at Iris Creek Outfitters. And then we're just a little bit further northwest up there near Hayes, Kansas, and Zurich. But, yeah, can't ever complain about the bird hunting in Kansas, and so sounds like it's no different for turkeys. Well, the, the thing that has changed in Kansas with turkey hunting, which has prevented me from going there, you know, we used to go there every year, is they reduced the limit down to one bird. 
And to make that long drive for one bird is when you can do it in about 15 minutes sometimes on your first hunt, just doesn't make it worth the while. Now, Texas, uh, we got tags where you could get three Rios and one Eastern. That's still very generous, but they're talking about maybe reducing that too. Uh, one thing I want to try to do is maybe hook up with Robbie next year and get that Osceola or maybe make that trip up for the Miriam, and, and that would complete my, my turkey slam. Turkey hunting, it's a, it's a great sport. All right, we come back after this. Uh, we're going to get to some of your text messages. Thank you for sending them in. They come directly here. They follow us wherever we go across the country. It's 504-260-1870. It's Daddy and Daughter Radio this morning on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we're broadcasting today from, uh, well, almost the final leg of our Texas tour at uh, Woodsboro, Texas, here for a sporting clay shoot this weekend, and then we'll be headed back to Louisiana for next week. I uh, didn't make uh, anywhere near the trek that Robbie Campo did. He went from Florida to Kansas to Missouri to South Dakota and then back to Kansas and Louisiana and managed to kill five turkeys in nine days. Uh, we started off in Louisiana, went to Sugarland right after last week's show. From Sugarland, went to Wheeler, Texas, way up in the Panhandle by Oklahoma. Came back down through San Antonio yesterday. Ended up over here on the kind of the east coast around Woodsboro. We'll be headed back through Houston tomorrow after the sporting clay shoot. So it's been a little bit of a drive, but uh, been a lot of fun and uh, interesting always to see different places and different habitats and different sports and, and how people in those areas deal with it. Sheree, we got some text messages coming in on our text board at 504-260-1870, and they always fail to put their name, so we have to give them a number. We use their last four numbers to address them. What do we got? Well, actually, you know, you got some of the regulars that have been doing this for a long time, and they put their name in there. So we got, good morning, Mr. Don, the worm here. The worm's in Farmington, New Mexico this morning um, and brought his Henry J. out there for the car show. He's also adjusting to that time change. It's 4 a.m. over there, so that's a dedicated listener. Um, from Justin in the refuge, the animals are active. You must drive a van to carry all that radio equipment to remote broadcast. Now, you know, that's interesting that he thinks it takes you a van to carry that radio equipment. Well, not only radio equipment, we have TV equipment because that turkey hunt we did will be on an upcoming episode of Bayou Wild TV. But, Justin, in these days with technology, the equipment is very compact. Believe me, I got more turkey calls, vests, guns, and stuff like that, hunting gear, than I do media gear. So, yeah, we got another from 2023. Good morning, Mr. Don. On the way to get one of those beady-eyed birds. I was wondering if there were any updates for deer hunting in Zone 4 on size limits for bucks. Thanks and have a good morning. Uh, well, uh, good luck on the beady-eyed bird. As far as the change in the Zone 4 deer size, I'm going to have to research that. We just had a Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting where all new season regulations and new dates were proposed for final approval and i'll take a look at it and i'll have an answer for you on that next week uh, we also got some signups underway for the carnarvon bass trail hopefully the green fish will cooperate in this wind send you some results next week take care you know what a green fish is Cherie, don't you no actually that's what i was wondering and that carnarvon i wouldn't have nailed that one either so what's the green fish yeah, that doesn't look like Carnarvon the way it's spelled. The green fish is a, a lot of people in South Louisiana call bass green trout, so they call them green. And I never could figure out why a species that is officially the black bass is green colored, but they call it a black bass. Oh, always interesting. 
All right, well, we got a couple of these we don't want to read. You know, we always get those from uh, some people who probably have no life, but that's okay. Maybe they'll find one one day. And I see we got a report from uh, the president of our Mobile chapter of the fan club, David Hubble. What is he talking about? So congratulations to Janice on bagging her first turkey. Can't wait to see the future episode on Bayou Wild TV. All right, well, it'll be coming up, and uh, she'll be coming up a little bit later on to talk about uh, the hunt and what she learned about turkey hunting. If you, you and Believe me, it's, I'm not saying Janice is ancient or anything, but it's never too late to get started in hunting because uh, it doesn't matter. You can always uh, find the right place and the right time to do it. All right, we've got the pod truck driver is checking in, and we also have a report on fishing mobile is hard right now. The water's high and in the woods. That's from Ed Miller, our friend. In Wilmer, Alabama, yeah, that's a lot of high water, dirty water. All these winds has just been real tough this spring. All right, well, here's another one. Uh, good morning, Mr. Don. Can you talk a little bit about kayak fishing and add links to get more info? Well, I'm going to give you one that will give you an awful lot of information. You go to bckfc.org. That is the website of the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. There's constant chatter, constant talk. There's people up who are very knowledgeable. There's people who are rookies in the kayak fishing asking for help. I have found among all the groups, whether it be duck hunters, bass fishermen, uh, turkey hunters, uh, saltwater groups and rodeos, and the organization that offers the most help to members and new members or just really general public is that Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. What a wonderful bunch of guys. We've done several episodes on Bayou Wild. We've got some more coming up. And by the way, we have a special kayak report if you're new to listening to the show. Uh, we have two guys who are both members of the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, Brendan Bayard and Captain Eric Mohabarak. Eric is a professional kayak fisherman. He operates the Louisiana Kayak Company, and you can get started and do some kayak fishing with him. He provides everything, including the kayaks. Brendan Bayard is an accomplished fisherman. He's won many events. Uh, he's I would call him virtually on the very close to being a professional kayak fisherman. And they alternate each week and give us reports, and we've got Eric's report coming up a little bit later on. So we do an awful lot of kayak reporting here. All right, uh, water conditions on around Lake Verrett. i, I got to believe, and again, I've been out of town since last Saturday, but given what I've heard about the wind conditions, uh, it's probably going to be a lot of dirty water mixed up around in there. But Lake Verrett is good, and it's got a lot of nooks and crannies and docks and of course, you can always get on the, the, the uh, opposite of the wind side and where the wind is driven against the bank. Sometimes that helps you. Sometimes it hurts. But uh, you can just move around and, and find some good, clean, stable water. And I'm sure you can catch some fish because this is prime time for those species like the, the white perch, crappie, sockeye, whatever you want to call them around Lake Verrett. And at the end of April, we are moving definitely into the spawn for the brim, which is uh, the goggle eyes and the bluegill Pumpkin seeds, all those nice little hand-sized fish that are great. All right, we'll be back with some more of your text reports and questions and comments at 504-260-1870. We've also got more fishing reports from our field staff. We're going to head out we're not far from where I am today. He's east of me, actually. We're going to talk to Captain Kirk over at the Hackberry Rod and Gun. 
We'll get to him, and uh, of course, Mike Gallo is going to update us. Ryan Lambert will be checking in. we got a lot to talk about, and of course, you're going to hear from Janice Lamont, a first-time turkey hunter's experience, uh, finally bagging a Rio Grande turkey. Believe me, she earned this bird. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And welcome back to our uh, on-the-road radio show, Daddy-Daughter Rodeo, uh, radio, rodeo, got rodeo on my mind, fishing rodeo time, radio show from Woodsboro, Texas, a home of Tuttle's Fine Foods and uh, Grocery Store. I tell you, Tuttle's is making a mark, Cherie. I mean, that, that is a landmark here. Well, you know, Tuttle's, you go up there, you can do a little bit of grocery shopping, you can go up. You know, I always say the best part of my working from home is the fact that I get to run and have lunch at Tuttle's. And then there's always barbecue on Saturday. One of the things that we haven't treated you guys to, which is a little lesser known, is uh, Tuttle's is a big breakfast place. Open pretty early in the morning. Lots of fishermen stopping in on their way to their various fishing locations. But, yeah, I would say that Woodsboro is probably known for Tuttle's. All right, if you happen to stop by, check them out. All right, when we come back after this quick 10-second state's identification pause, I'm going to update you on that uh, public uh, meeting that's going to be held with regard to the effects of the sediment diversions. We also got some text messages. If you'd like to get one in, please include your name and where you're listening to us from. It's 504-260-1870. Put it into your contacts, and every Saturday morning you can stay in touch with us. We'll be right back to get to your text and also some information about House Bill 1033 after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned to you about a, a program that was coming up uh, to explain to uh, just the, the general public some of the hard facts and the truth about the state's two proposed sediment diversions on both sides of the Mississippi River. It was re- previously scheduled uh, about two weeks ago, and we've had some very bad storms move in, and in the interest of safety, it was moved. It has been rescheduled. So if you fish commercially, recreationally in Plaquemines, Jefferson, or St. Bernard Parish, uh, you might want to attend this meeting. It's absolutely free, open to the public. I'm going to give you a contact information to make a reservation in just a moment. Uh, some of the guest speakers include uh, President of Save Louisiana Coalition, George Ricks, uh, Billy Nungessel, Lieutenant Governor of Louisiana. Hopefully uh, that little incident he had at his home this last week will not prevent him from being there and some other public officials. The location is going to be the Covington Country Club on Country Club Drive, of course, in Covington. It's set for next Wednesday evening, April 27th, 6.30 p.m. is the time. If you want to uh, get an RSVP for seating, call Joe Patari, 985-502-7732. That's 502-7732. It's area code 905 for Joe Patari. And you'll be there learning some of the just basic information. You can make your decision on where you stand as far as diversions. There's some positive, there's some negatives, and somewhere in between lies the answer. Uh, We also have some information that came in from David Cresson, the Executive Director of Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association. With regard to House Bill 1033, Louisiana Legislature is in session right now. And this bill, what it would do, would create uh, some some uh, studies to acquire data about the impact that pogie fishing within a very short distance from the Louisiana coast uh, has. What impact it has on speckled trout, redfish, shrimp, uh, even nesting birds and sea mammals, and on coastal erosion. Uh, this is very valuable, critical information. 
in order to regulate the, the industry. And so if you uh, are in favor of that House Bill 1033, and I don't know who would be more information, uh, you can't ever have too much information. That's what this is about. It doesn't take any action on restrictions. It just acquires better information and data to make better decisions. Uh, they ask that you contact your uh, state representative because this will be going to the full House on uh, Tuesday. So you've got Monday to do it. Contact your representative in the House of Representatives and tell them uh, yes on House Bill 1033. That comes from our friends at the Louisiana chapter of the Coastal Conservation Association. And, Cherie, we got some more text messages coming in. Yeah, they're rolling in this morning. So from um, CJ, we have good morning, Don. Where are we with the size on the speckled trout and also creel limit? Uh, that's from CJ. Uh, CJ, that is uh, to be determined. I would expect there's going to be some proposed regulation changes within the next couple of months. It'll happen at a, a Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. Once those changes are proposed, then there'll be a period of uh, comment open for the public, and then they'll make a final vote on it. Uh, it looks like there's going to be a reduction. We just don't know where it's going to land on the size of the the minimum size of the fish and also the, the creel limit. We're still at 25 and 12 inches, but uh, I would expect that to change at some point. From 1192, we have any reports about the Lafitte area? All right, Lafitte is just like most of the saltwater coastal areas. You know, the wind swept has uh, caused some problems there. There's some high water conditions. We're going to have Daryl Carpenter on in just a little bit. He covers the Lafitte area all the way from there to Fushon, and we'll get him to give us some information on what's happening. That was picking up really good. Uh, last week, but the, the winds have just been uh, really been problematic for almost all of the coast and getting out there. We also got some other reports coming in from other areas of the state. We'll get to those, too. In fact, we got Captain Kirk coming up next, and as soon as we come back from this three-minute pause, you'll hear from him from Hackberry Rod and Gun over there in the Lake Charles area. We're back right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And this is one of those rare occasions where we do not head west to talk to Captain Kirk. We actually <laughs> head east because we're along the lower Texas coast. Uh, Daddy-daughter radio, Cherie with me here in Woodsboro, Texas. And uh, it looks funny from this side. You guys look different over there in Louisiana. Well, that's right. And uh, <laughs> a prize for you guys from over there. Kirk, how's that wind been treating you guys? Man, it's blowing over here. It blew up in the panhandle. They tell me it's blowing in the east. It's it's beating us up. I mean, it's it's really but this morning. It wasn't too bad. It blew about twenty. <laughs> it just directions. It doesn't calm down at all. We catch a lot of our trouts over the open reefs out there, especially this time of year. And uh, it just hadn't been able to get out there and fish them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This is some prime time for the big sow trout out there. Boy, and this winter yeah. has come in right on time to mess it up. How do you deal with it? What do you do on a day like this when you just got customers that have got to go, they're committed, they're in town, and they're ready to fish? Oh, man. Well, first of all, I'll go ahead and get some live bait. You know, normally this time of year you don't need it. But I'll get some for a backup because you can always catch some redfish if you got some shrimp. And uh, I'll just go to go to the lee side of the lake and, you know, drift, you know, and troll along the shorelines and, you know, there's hit some few little reefs that are on the shore. And that, you know, that's basically the day. And there's, you just got to get out of the wind. 
Yeah, that's not always possible, but you just got to do the best no. you can to try to find it. Live bait certainly would help. Where are some of the places you can pick up live bait over there? Yeah, uh, there's only two places over here, especially on the west side, uh, Hackberry Fish Camp and Spicer Hughes Marina. Uh, they've been It's been limited what they've been catching. They haven't been catching a lot. So, uh, like this morning, I was at the bait stand at 345, and I was like the 10th person in line. And, wow. Uh, yeah, and both marinas are already out. If I had mm. one captain that got there a little late this morning, he didn't get any shrimp. So uh, so we'll divvy up some of ours and share with him. Is it possible to throw a cast net and maybe pick up some pogies or shiners or something? Uh, I mean, you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. And uh, sometimes the pogies right now are really, really small. I mean, and there's no shrimp. So it, it's it's tough to catch some bait right now with shrimp with a uh, cast net. And, you know, in another month, it won't be a problem. You know, I'm wondering how this is going to change the, the face of the, the CCA star tournament. You know, normally what happens out there in your zone, this time of the year, the biggest trout come in, they stay on the board sometimes throughout the entire tournament. But being the, given these weather conditions, this might open up the, the eastern and the central part of the state for getting the number one trout this year. Yeah, it could. Uh, you know, we got a long way to go because, uh, you know, you know, when the star tournament starts, which Memorial Weekend, that that first two weeks of June is usually a good time to pop a big one over here. And we got a long way to go, so these winds might ease off and water clear up. And there, there's been some nice trout being caught. There, I mean, the the size is definitely bigger than that, what they've been. So uh, it, I mean, some days, I mean, you know, the few trout we're catching, there's there's some really nice quality fish. Well, you know, we've been talking about changes to the flounder regulations because of uh, a problem with the flounders right. in, in the production, not necessarily overfishing. How has the flounder fishing been? Of course, maybe tough to judge given the wind conditions. Oh, there's there's been flounder. Uh, you know, you catch you uh, get in the mouth of some of these drains or back in the marsh a little bit. You can catch a few flounder, uh, and you, some days you might hit the right spot where just right and catch a limit. Uh, you know, it's not a guarantee for sure, but you can usually catch some if you go out and target them. How is the river levels this year? You know, we've been plagued over the last few years with high water coming down from the rivers, and that certainly doesn't help. But how does it look this year? Best I've seen, right, best I've seen it in eight years. It, it's in good shape. Uh, the salinity levels were up real good. I mean, it's the saltiest this lake been this time of year, like I said, in eight years. And, you know, we have been pounded with rain over that period of time. But uh, it's, it's looking good right now. The lake's in good shape. We just get the wind laid down, the water clean up. And if somebody wants to come over there and uh, do some fishing with you, I tell you what, I really enjoy the posts that you guys do on the Facebook, and you also got the live camera there. Tell us about that live camera and the contact info for booking a trip at Hackberry. Yeah, you you go to our website and uh, log in, and you can pick up our camera. You know, of course, it, it's running twenty four seven, and you know, usually you know noonish or so, you can go to the dock. That dot, what we call the dot cam, and uh, it, it shows the guys coming in. They they dump their fish and all that. And you can see what's going on. And uh, that that website's Hackberry Rod and Gun, spell out and dot com. All right, you can also find them on our website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Kirk, thank That's you right. for you the call, uh, report. You bet. We'll see you, you next bet. time. And you call Take us care. toll free. Call us toll free eight 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 seven six two three three nine one. And we got that number here in case someone needs it. Thanks, Kirk. We'll see you All next right, time. Don. You friend. bet. You're welcome. Have a good one.
All right, he headed out into the wind, Captain Kirk. All right, we come back after this. Daryl Carpenter joins us. Uh, Grand Isle, one of the windiest places on earth, I think, sometimes. We'll find out how they deal with it. Also see if he's got some information for one of our listeners looking for a Lafitte report. And we got another whole hour to go after that. We're broadcasting today from Woodsboro, Texas, where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to our daddy-daughter broadcast from Woodsboro, Texas, as we wrap up our, uh, well, our encounter with the beady-eyed bird, the Rio turkey. We're going to be talking about that a little bit later on. Those of you who are out there in Captain Kirk's neck of the woods, uh, I want to remind you, we have uh, Bayou Wild TV airs in about seven minutes. It will be on Fox 29 over there in the Lake Charles area. If you want to find out where it airs in a place near you, go to our website, BayouWildTV.com. This week, it's all about the alligator snapping turtle man, Ben Nakan. Very interesting subject and topic. Right now, we're talking with Daryl Carpenter, RealScreamers.com down in Grand Isle. And Daryl, I guess uh, I don't even have to ask. The wind's got to be blowing in Grand Isle because it's blowing east and west of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Don. I mean, that's kind of been all week. But uh, we did have one day this week where it gave us a a really nice winter. We had probably half a day where the wind was manageable and, you know, just wasn't ready to blow you off the water. And we had some of the guys that were able to get into those those open water bays and hit those reefs and all that we've been talking about for weeks about, you know, we really just haven't been able to try. And uh, they found a lot of fish. East of, east of us was some really good trout uh, back in some of the same old spots, you know, that we used to hit. Some of them look a little bit different, you know, due to Ida damage. But it was as we suspected between, you know, between Ida coming through last August and there being absolutely zero fishing pressure on these fish. And then, you know, it's been a very, very slow recovery. When they were able to get out there, they found plenty of fish, and those fish were very hungry. It was speckled trout, mostly on the bottom, mostly live bait, uh, some plastic involved with it, you know, the various matrix shad stuff that a lot of us are using these days. But other than that, the trout are there. It's, it's the same broken record story that, you know, that you've heard all morning from all of your other guys is we need this wind to lay down a little bit. We need We need some time and some space in between these fronts where – you know, we get a little bit of calm. Now, periodically in Grand Isle, when those fronts have been coming through the first day or two, everything's chocolate milk. But even like right now, we've had this south wind blowing at about 20, well, at least 15 for the last several days. The The way that the water has stayed clear has pretty much amazed me. We had, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, we had that funny red-looking algae that was in the water. That came and went. And the water clarity has just remained remarkably well. So, you know, if we can get, if we can get number one, people to realize that Highway One's open, except for the construction, and Grand Isle still exists, and get a few of them to show up, the fish are here to, to be caught as soon as this wind lays down. Well, Darrell, during that little brief period, did you get any reports from the Lafitte area, and what is that looking like uh, for the summer as far as recovery and what uh, the fishing is going to look like? Hadn't got much pressure, I can tell you that. No, Don, and, and I'm going to tell you now that Lafitte, my guys in Lafitte have had a little bit more business. You know, they're they're closer to the city, so they get a lot of that drive-in stuff. Um, 
I know that there's still a lot of recovery. Some of the guys I was working with in recovery are telling me they're going to be they're going to be there for at least a year doing some stuff in the feet. I haven't gotten a lot of fishing reports from the feet this week. Um, my guys have just been, you know, I, I guess they've been busy fishing, but they haven't called me about it. Um, they were having a little bit of trouble finding the redfish. The redfish were closer to us. Um, they were they were closer down toward the coast. That, I'm starting to see more bait in the water. I'm starting to see those schools of those little baby pogies swimming around. I'm starting to see, you know, what last week they were all still on the glass minnows real hard. I mean, if you had schools of glass minnows, you had redfish. Um, it's just a, it's you know, it's going to be kind of a matter of time. The way that we have, the way that here at Grand Isle, the way that the grass is growing because of the water clarity, it's it's just amazing. The moss, you know, our crab traps, you leave them in the water for a week and they cover it in that moss. Um, so I've got to believe that if you hit those areas, Airplane Bay, Bay Cray, those areas in between us and Lafitte, I know it's full of shrimp. I know the grass is full of shrimp. Um, you're going to probably have to learn how to fish weedless spoons because the grass is so thick. But i got to believe the redfish are there, starting to move that way because the bait is increasing that way. Well, Daryl, I guess it's uh, hardly worth talking about offshore when we got these winds like that. It's very, very limited, if at all, anybody getting out there offshore. But maybe if we get a little break in this, as we get into the month of May, we'll even have some reports coming from the offshore guys. Yeah, well, Don, believe it or not, believe it or not, there were a few nights where the wind's been laying down in the evenings, and I've seen some great reports of tuna. If, if the yellowfin aren't cooperating, those overnighters are starting to become the kick now. And, you know, there's been a lot of yellowfin coming in, but the days they don't cooperate, I mean, the blackfin are as thick as you want, you know, just thick as fleas on a hound, you know. Yep, well, that uh, fishing offshore at night is kind of spooky, I'll tell you that. Darrell, thanks for the report as always. We got you on our website. If people want to find you, tell them how to get to your site and your phone number. Well, they can find us at realscreamers.com or just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. All right, we got our fingers crossed to hold this wind down. Hopefully it'll happen. We'll get a better report next week. It's got to slow down one day. Somebody's going to run out of breath somewhere. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Darrell. We appreciate it. Darrell Carpenter, great guy to fish with. Might want to check him out. we got some more great guys coming up. we got Ryan Lambert coming up. we got Eric Mohabarak. we got Mike Gallo and Janice Lamont, the successful turkey hunter story. All up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 